98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Cecil Wong. The headlines. The government says there could be more direct trains to Guangzhou on the new express rail if passenger numbers are high enough. The airport authorities urged to reinstate a security rule it dropped in the wake of the baggage gate scandal involving C.Y. Lung's daughter. And Australia has a new prime minister after Malcolm Turnbull was ousted by his own party. Transport Secretary Frank Chen says more non-stop trains to Guangzhou will be made available on the express rail link in future if passenger numbers are high enough. But he did not give any specifics. At this moment in time, because it's something new for Hong Kong, and therefore we are not for sure how many patronage we are going to have from day one. And therefore we do have an agreement with the uh, China Rail uh, in future. If the patronage per train or the fuel rate is high, then we would kick in the mechanism to talk about additional uh, train pair and perhaps also additional uh, train destination. And hopefully we will bring more benefit and choices for Hong Kong people. Train services to 44 mainland destinations are set to be launched next month, and authorities initially expect around 80,000 passengers to use the new express rail every day. This is substantially lower than the estimate of 109,000 per day made when the government was seeking extra funding from Lechco three years ago. But Mr. Chan denies that the old estimates were misleading. Those figures are being quoted and given uh, based on some uh, scientific uh, simulation model, which are commonly used in global cross-boundary infrastructure. For the figures we quoted, actually these are figures based on similar model, but with the addition of a change in the frequency of high-speed rail train, these would indeed bring changes to the patronage. So we are actually trying to review as much as possible to let the public and uh, everybody uh, of Hong Kong know the exact uh, situation. A legal expert's urging the airport authority to reinstate a security rule that was dropped in response to a legal challenge against its handling of an incident involving a daughter of the former chief executive C.Y. Lung. The high court ruled yesterday that the authority breached security rules when, the, when officers delivered a left-behind bag to Lung Chung Yan at the gate because she should have been present during security checks. The authority dropped the requirement for passengers to be present during bag checks earlier this year after a flight attendant launched a judicial review. Hong Kong University scholar Eric Cheng says the court ruling means the rule change itself is illegal. The reason given for changing the rules in April was not a change in substance. What they say was that that was our understanding of the meaning of the original rules. So that's why we now make the change just to confirm that position. But now it turns out that that understanding was incorrect. That means the amendment was based on a wrong understanding of the meaning of the original rules, so that decision can be regarded as illegal. The Cabin Crew Federation agrees that the old rule should be reinstated. Spokeswoman Carol Ng also criticized C.Y. Lung for dismissing the legal challenge as a political act rather than a genuine safety issue. He'd said in a social media post that delivering bags to passengers at the gates is a common practice and that his daughter was not given any special privilege. Ms. Ng said, says that's plain wrong. 
if there is not a privileges or any advantages taken by them, then why not the other passengers, if they want to do the same kind of request, they've been declined? Any rules and any practices at the airports, it needs to be applicable to any passengers in the same way. I just don't understand why he keep using political reason, political drives against the others when there is a judgment clearly defined and explained what was right and wrong on that night. Sources say the government's task force on land supply will highlight strong public support for developing brownfield sites in the new territories, as well as building an East Lantau metropolis when it submits a report to the chief executive next month. The final reports from its public consultation won't be ready until the end of the year, but it's agreed to hand initial findings to Carrie Lam to help her devise land and housing policies for her upcoming policy address. Sources say a suggestion to develop housing at the Fanling Golf Course won't be included because there's no consensus on the proposal. WWF Hong Kong has says a new study shows the majority of frozen fish sold in local supermarkets are mislabeled. The group found that 9 out of 11 samples weren't labeled accurately. In some cases, the group says cheaper types of fish were being passed off for more expensive species. For example, one supermarket had labeled striped catfish as sole from New Zealand. Jovi Chen, WWF's Senior Ocean Sustainability Officer, says this may be illegal. Some of the seafood products we identified are mislabeled, and then we found out that they are possibly overcharged, and then they also is possibly violates the trade description ordinance. It's also uh, there are possibilities to sell the endangered or threatened species to the customers, that customers that they don't know what they are buying, and also they don't know what's the species that they are consuming as well. Australia has a new prime minister. He's the treasurer of the Liberal Party, Scott Morrison. He was elected at a party meeting after the former prime minister, Malcolm Turnbull, lost majority support of his Liberal Party in Parliament. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. Malcolm Turnbull's prime ministership was ended by a revolt by Conservative MPs. He'll be replaced by Scott Morrison, the former treasurer, who defeated Peter Dutton by 45 votes to 40 in an internal party ballot. The new Prime Minister's task is to heal a disunited and chaotic coalition government in time for the next election. That won't be easy, given the deep divisions that have been on show during an extraordinary week in the national capital, Canberra. Well, no Australian Prime Minister has served a full three-year term since 2007. These people in Canberra say they are not impressed by the infighting in the government. No one knows what's going on. It's just, wish they just did the job. They're paid to do it, so they should uh, get in and just govern the country, not stuff around and sort their own stuff out. The reason why a lot of us voted for the Liberal Party this time is because of Malcolm, because of his moderate views, you know. He's actually um, has great ideas about the climate change and different things that we want in this country. Well, it's just another debacle, really, isn't it? A South Korean appeal court has extended by one year the prison sentence of ex-president Park Geun-hye. The former head of state was convicted in April by a lower court on charges of corruption and abuse of power and jailed for 24 years. A new study shows China is among the top five global arms exporters. The reports by a London-based research group also gives details about the performance of individual Chinese defense companies. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Marcus. China's defense budget now ranks second only to that of the United States, and its arms industry sells modern and sophisticated weaponry around the world. 
it's among the top five weapons exporters. But up till now, little was known about the performance of individual Chinese defence companies. This latest research from the International Institute for Strategic Studies shows that seven major Chinese businesses are among the top 20 defence companies worldwide, and one, the China South Industries Group Corporation, ranks number five, just behind established global names like BAE Systems, Raytheon, Boeing, and Lockheed Martin. The U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has insisted that the Justice Department won't bow to political pressure over the Russia investigation, following another outspoken attack on him by President Trump. Mr. Sessions says he would not be improperly influenced. Speaking on Fox & Friends on Fox News, Mr. Trump lambasted the Attorney General's decision to step aside from any role in the investigation into alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Very sad day. Jeff Sessions recused himself which he shouldn't have done, or he should have told me. Even my enemies say that Jeff Sessions should have told you that he was going to recuse himself, and then you wouldn't have put him in. He took the job, and then he said, I'm going to recuse myself. I said, what kind of a man is this? Scientists in Washington say misinformation about vaccines is being spread on social media by Russian trolls to sow division. The academics at George Washington University say they found a deliberate campaign to distort the public debate. David Broniatowski said led the research and says the motive appeared to be twofold. In the case of the trolls, especially the Russian trolls, we have a pattern of behavior of these particular actors engaging in attempts to promote discord in American politics. And we see that discussion about vaccines has been used in a very similar way. On the other hand, some other types of bot that's been called a content polluter is much more focused on spreading spam. They may be using anti-vaccine content as a way to get people to click on links. Google says it's terminated more than 50 accounts from YouTube and other platforms it owns over a misinformation campaign linked to Iran's state broadcaster. Google's Vice President Kent Walker said in a blog post that the accounts had disguised their Iranian connection and were involved in a political influence operation. Strong winds and torrential rains from Hurricane Lane have hit Hawaii in the Pacific Ocean, causing flash floods and landslides. All public schools and many offices are closed as residents take shelter. The hurricane has been downgraded from a Category 4 to a tropical storm. But the Federal Emergency Management Center's administrator, Brock Long, warned that the disruption could go on for days. This is not just going to be over in the next 24 hours. This system is going to be with us for the next four or five days, continuing to bring winds to the island, to bring... Uh, large surf, uh, as well as the torrential rains that we've talked about. Researchers writing in the Lancet Medical Journal say there's no safe level of alcohol consumption. They base their conclusion on a study of global drinking habits. Here's the BBC's Smitha Mundasad. Researchers looked at the drinking habits and health of 195 countries over 26 years. They say while drinking a glass of wine now and then may have some benefit to the heart, these benefits are generally outweighed by risks, particularly of getting cancer. And while the risks start off small, they rise rapidly as people drink more. They found that men in Romania drink the most, averaging eight alcoholic drinks a day. Meanwhile, for women, Ukraine tops the list with an average of four drinks a day. 
Now, a quick look at the short at the stock markets. The short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at twenty seven thousand six hundred and seventy six. That's one hundred and fourteen points down on the previous close. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at one hundred and eleven point four five yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and fifteen cents. The pound is worth ten Hong Kong dollars and five cents. Now to sports, and here's Richard Pine. We start at the Asian Games, where Hong Kong have won three medals in rowing this morning. Chu Hin Chun claimed silver in the men's lightweight single sculls. He finished less than two seconds behind the winner from South Korea in his first Asian Games appearance. 31-year-old Lee Ka Man in her fifth Asian Games won bronze in the women's race, while the men's lightweight eight also took bronze. Elsewhere, Hong Kong's Haley Chan opens her defense of her Asian Games windsurfing title today. Adam Chung has more from Jakarta. The windsurfing competition starts this afternoon, and Hong Kong's Haley Chan is hoping she can repeat the success she had at the Asian Games four years ago. Haley comes in as the defending champion in the women's RSX category. She has a world number four ranking, and she is in good form, having finished second at the Asian Championships, also held in Jakarta last month. Michael Chang, who represented Hong Kong at the Rio Olympics, will compete in the men's race. Elsewhere, on day six of competition, Hong Kong's top squash player Annie Ao is in quarterfinal action in the women's singles. She's up against the 19-year-old Siva Sengari of Malaysia. Annie is competing in the Asian Games for the third time. Her brother Leo also has a quarterfinal match. He's up against Malaysia's Yunchi Vern. We're also keeping an eye on badminton today. Tang Chenman and Tae Ying Sut faced Malaysia in the round of 16. This mixed doubles pair reached a world number two ranking earlier this year, and they are Hong Kong's best chance for a medal in badminton. In tennis, the draw has been made in New York for the final Grand Slam of the season, the U.S. Open. The BBC's Russell Fuller has more on where some of the big names have been drawn. One particular section, which features Simona Halep and also Serena Williams, who still played very few tournaments since returning from childbirth, but reached the Wimbledon final. They could play the world number one and the 23-time Grand Slam champion as early as the fourth round. Serena Williams starts against Magdalenette. Could play her sister Venus in the third round, while Halep starts against Kaya Kanepi, who was a quarterfinalist last year. Well, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, top two seeds, can only meet in the final. They've never met in New York. Federer, in particular, has a lot of work to do. Novak Djokovic, Wimbledon champion, sixth seed. So we are wondering which quarter of the draw he would land in. He's landed in Roger Federer's quarter, so that's a potential quarterfinal. Federer against Djokovic. In football, five-time Europa League winner Sevilla took a big step into the group stages this morning, winning their first leg playoff one-nil away at the Czech Republic Sigma Olomouc. Scottish heavyweight Celtic could only grab a one-one draw with Sudova in Lithuania, while Rangers beat Russia's Ufa one-nil in Glasgow. Premier League side Burnley, however, could be on their way out. They lost three-one away to Greek giants Olympiakos. And that's the latest from the sports desk. Thanks, Richard. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. The government says there could be more direct trains to Guangzhou on the new express rail if passenger numbers are high enough. The airport authorities urged to reinstate a security rule it dropped in the wake of the baggage, baggage gate scandal involving Cy Lung's daughter. And Australia has a new prime minister after Malcolm Turnbull was ousted by his own party. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
This is the time of kingdoms falling. 